I'm visiting all 30 stadiums in one season to uncover the hidden stories that make baseball America's pastime. Rounding third with Manish Jane. Welcome to another episode of Rounding Third with Manish Jane. Today's episode, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. This is the third stadium on my tour thus far, and I gotta say, as cliched as it is, this is one of the most beautiful ballparks America has to offer. I mean, there's a reason why pretty much every ballpark built since 1992 has just wholesale ripped off the Camden Yards design. But no matter how many parks borrow from Baltimore, there truly only is one Camden Yards. Before each game, you're going to want to hang out on Utah Street where they've got vendors and stands and, you know, just a really fun environment, especially when Boog Powell's sitting there outside of his sandwich stand uh, signing autographs for the kids. As soon as you show up to the park, you're just ready to take in some baseball. And nowadays, it's lovely because the Orioles are actually a good team. In the interest of full disclosure, I will admit that I'm a former Baltimore Orioles season ticket holder. Uh, I used to live in D.C. before the Nationals came to town, and just being starved for baseball, I needed to get tickets to something, and the Orioles were the only game in town. So I believe, if I remember correctly, it was around 2003-2004 that uh, I was a season ticket holder, and, you know, these were the Miguel Tejada years. They had some exciting offense, but really had no pitching, and for the most part, the team was at the bottom of the AL East. So the only time that Camden Yards would actually fill up is when the Red Sox, the Yankees, would come to town. Well, for the games that I attended for this tour, my Detroit Tigers were in town. And yes, they are the reigning AL champions, but they're not really a rival of the Orioles. That being said, all three games had about 38,000-plus packing that stadium and absolutely going nuts throughout the entire game. I was so incredibly happy to see that the atmosphere at the game has now matched the attendance. There's a lot to do in downtown Baltimore, so I highly recommend heading down there a couple of hours early and just parking somewhere in the Inner Harbor. You can walk around, you can get something to eat, you can, you know, honestly, what I like to do is just kind of stand and look out into the water. It's uh, one of the few things that actually calms me down. I ended up catching two games at Camden Yards just because, like I said, the Tigers were in town and I figured I believe this is the only time on my tour, save for when I go to Comerica, that I'll actually get to see the Tigers, so I wanted to catch a couple of games. The, uh, the first game that I went to was quite special. Uh, in fact, I had two very, very unique experiences. The first one comes when I was standing in line before the game, and I met a couple of gentlemen who were ball chasers. Now, for those of you who don't know what a ball chaser is, and I'm going to go ahead and put my name on that list because I honestly had no idea that there was some sort of ball chasing community that uh, these guys actually have their own website where they track how many balls they catch during batting practice, during live games, just how many times they can actually get a Major League Baseball when they're at a game. Now, once again, I also have to admit, sadly, I've been going to baseball games for well over 25 years, and I've never gotten an official Major League Baseball. When I was a kid, you know, I never really got a ball thrown to me, and I certainly never caught one. And as I got older, I kind of stopped growing. And I kind of topped out at a robust five foot six inches tall. So when you're standing in the crowd and that ball's coming towards you, you've got the treetops of five ten, five eleven, six foot men jumping over you to grab the ball. So I've come close many, many times, but I've never gotten my hands on a major league baseball. Well, that was all going to change at Camden Yards, and I've got two men to thank for that: Alex Cop and Romeo. 
Without these two gentlemen, I would not be currently sitting here holding the baseball with a 20th anniversary Camden Yard stamp, nonetheless, that you can actually see on my website at roundingthird.net. Thanks a lot, uh, Romeo and Alex. These guys, they taught me how to chase a ball uh, during batting practice. It's actually quite fascinating. There really is an art to it. These guys, basically, they will position themselves in between the seats in the aisleways, and they'll just they'll, they'll sit there in a prone position. As they see the ball come off the bat, boom, they're immediately off like a shot. They're following that ball. Even if they're nowhere near it, they're running after it. Because as they told me, very few people are actually going to catch it on the fly. It's going to end up bouncing or rolling somewhere. So you've always, no matter where you are, you run towards that ball. And actually, you probably want to run about 5, 10 rows away from the ball to catch it on the bounce. Well, Alex ended up getting a ball and Romeo ended up getting a ball. And as Romeo was showing me his ball, he unbelievably graciously threw it over to me and said, welcome to Baltimore. So now, yes, I fully understand. I did not catch this ball. The ball came towards me. I tried to catch the ball, but it ended up sailing about 20 rows over my head. Romeo, leapfrogging a couple of seats, ran, grabbed it, and threw the ball to me, instantly turning me into, I don't know, let's just call it a six-year-old boy. Like I know, this wasn't legitimate. I didn't catch this ball, but it was still pretty exciting, and I've got Romeo to thank for that. My quest to actually catch a live game ball is still alive, but at least for now, a part of me can get a little bit of rest because I do now have in my possession an officially stamped Major League Baseball. The games themselves were incredibly fun. For game one, it was 95 degrees, sweltering, sweltering hot, but I'm going to tell you, I loved every moment of it. It could have had something to do with the fact that my Tigers absolutely bludgeoned the Orioles, hitting back-to-back-to-back home runs. And on top of that, just the, the cherry on top of this beautiful, beautiful Sunday, I saw the reigning Triple Crown winner, Miguel Cabrera, just mash a grand slam that landed a couple of rows away from me. And while it was nice to see the Tigers eke out a victory there, 10-3, to the next day, I got to see the Baltimore fans have something to cheer for as they had a seventh-inning rally scoring three runs in the bottom of the seventh to beat my Tigers 4-2. to two. But to be honest with you, I, I genuinely enjoy this game. You know, divorce yourself from the fact that you got my team lost, and I just got to sit there and hear 40,000 people lose their minds in the middle of the afternoon in Baltimore. That's something that I really hadn't heard before at Camden Yards. Finally. The team on the field is deserving of the ballpark that they're playing in. Now I'm going to introduce you to a couple of gentlemen. Uh, Mark and Alex Kopp are the first set of interviews that I've got here. And after that, I've got Doug Hakey. These are gentlemen that I met in line at Camden Yards. And as I had mentioned earlier, Alex and Doug actually are two of these famed ball chasers. Mark and Alex are a father and son duo who travel the country checking out Major League and Minor League ballparks, so I thought you might be interested in hearing from them. Doug is a gentleman who's been chasing balls for years now, and he's got a couple of really cool stories about the first ball he ever caught and the 50th ball he ever caught. So I hope you enjoy my interviews with Mark and Alex Kopp and Doug Hakey. I'm here at Camden Yards with uh, Mark Kopp. Mark Kopp and? And Alex Kopp. And Alex Kopp, father and son. Now, are you both Orioles fans? Uh, not originally. Uh, I've sort of adopted them in the last couple of years. I'm from New Jersey. We're from New Jersey, so I grew up being a Yankees fan, but, I mean, I root for the Orioles when I'm here. 
I grew, actually grew up in Pennsylvania, so when I was a kid, I was an Orioles fan in those days. 66 Orioles are still my favorite team of all time. Okay, now we were talking a little bit, so you guys have done a bit of touring of the ballparks yourself. Uh, how many ballparks have you been to, uh, uh, Major League and Minor League? Uh, 87 plus 17. I, I don't, we've been to 87 Minor League and 17 Major League. Uh, 104. 104, yeah, 104, yeah, 104 then. All right, when did you start this uh, this uh, tour? Well, I mean, we started going to minor league games when I was little, maybe when I was about nine, uh, in, just locally in New Jersey. And then, um, you know, we just started expanding slowly until I got to high school and we took, like, long road trips, like maybe 10 days or whatever, try to hit as many teams as possible. Very cool. And when you were a kid, did you do any type of touring? Is this something that you started doing when you had your son? Uh, yeah, just something because he's insane and uh, and has made me go with him, uh, basically. No, I mean, when, uh, you know, growing up in the, you know, 60s, uh, I'd go down to, you know, Connie Mac or here at Memorial Stadium. That was pretty much uh, what you could do. And, you know, maybe once or twice a year you get on a bus trip. But we just started doing this as kind of a, you know, when we're going on vacation, Oh, well, we were in Indianapolis, so well, let's go to a ball game. Well, now we're in Louisville, let's go to a ball game. That's how it kind of started, and then then we started planning trips around it. And uh, like, like I was said before, the last one two years ago, we did um, 18 games in 12 days from... Well, we started here in, uh, in the first game. I picked him up in Baltimore. The first game was in West Virginia, and we ended up driving out to Milwaukee and Minnesota. We did Omaha, oh, Detroit, Cincinnati. We were we based the whole trip based on a, a, a day when we got uh, a day game at Wrigley and a night game at uh, with the White Sox. So that was kind of the whole thing based around that. And we got out to a place. Uh, what was that? Zion? No, I'm trying to remember the place. Or some place out in Indiana. We went to a game that was supposed to be partially owned by Kevin Costner. Uh, anyway, the team had gone out of business by the time we got there. Remember? That was, yeah, like, that, was so pretty, that was pretty classic. They folded. Yeah. So, so you said you were telling me a story uh, about you guys getting kicked out of, of, of a stadium. Tell, tell me that. You got to tell me that. Uh, you want me to say? All right. So we're in Indianapolis. <laughs> and we're sitting in the right field seats, and, and there's a, the, the, the gap between the, the right field and the outfield seats where, the, um, you know, where they bring in the batting cage and the, the doors and stuff where they keep the equipment. So a guy hit a home run ball and it fell down in the uh, in, in that area, and Alex was looking at it, and kids from the other side were looking at it, and you know, should we go down there? Should we get this? I, you know, and I said, well, I'll tell you what, if you just wear the end of the inning, and if it's still sitting there, go for it. Inning was over, the ball's still there. He climbs down the fence, climbs back up the fence with the ball. There was a uh, one of the maintenance guys was down there and immediately got on his phone and I don't know if it was that or the fact that he decided to hang off the right field foul pole and show the entire stadium that he got this ball. Did he get a big, get a big uh, round of applause from from the fans? I feel like there's some people that knew what was happening you know most people like didn't think about the home run after that but there's the people around us knew what was going on they liked it. That's awesome all right so we're gonna wrap this up I just want to get both of your favorite experiences at a live ballpark. Doesn't have to be on your tour at any point in your life, and preferably at a major league ballpark. Probably my favorite experience, the one I think of off the top of my head is April 7th, 2007, Alex Rodriguez hit a walk-off grand slam against the Orioles. That, I mean, that, I'd never seen anything like that. I, that was unreal. Even as an Orioles fan, that was something that you were okay with? Well, at, at the time. Oh, at the time you were a Yankee fan. All right, all right, I get it. How about you? I, I think uh, it was game six ALCS. Uh, what year was that? 2009. Yeah, um, 
the Yankees wrapped up the uh, the American League pennant that day in Yankee Stadium, and that was just, I mean, the joint was rocking. It was just, it was a real fun time to be at a ballpark. And actually, one more question. What's been your favorite experience here at uh, Camden Yards? Actually, it, it, it's got to be, I've, well, I love this place. I have a number of experiences, but I'd have to say uh, May 8th of this year, I caught Mike Moustakis's, uh home run in the flag court, like, I, and I had to run like 30 feet for it, or, or no, more than that, like 70 feet probably, like, like 30 yards more. And uh, yeah, it was pretty sick. That, that was probably my favorite experience. Did you catch it on the fly, or catch it on the fly? Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. And how about you, sir? I, yeah, I've only been here like maybe a half dozen times, so I really not not a whole lot to uh, uh, to remember. Again, I'm I'm more of a uh, I was a, growing up as a kid. I remember more about Memorial Stadium, uh, watching uh, Boog and Brooks and, and and Frank play. And so those are I, I don't know if I can give you a specific one, but. That's kind of what the Orioles always meant to me. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me. Thank you so much. Yeah, Before I introduce you to Doug Hakey, and you can hear some more stories about ball chasing, I wanted to wrap up that interview with Mark and Alex. Uh, Mark, uh, the father that you just heard there, after the recorder turned off, he told me that What's really nice for him is that now that Alex is in his 20s, you know, they've been doing these tours every single year, and this is just a really special way for them to maintain a relationship. He was telling me that if it wasn't for baseball, he's not sure how much time he'd really be able to spend with his son. You know, now that his son's getting a little bit older, it's harder for them to spend that much time together, but every year, every summer, they try to hit up as many stadiums as possible. So I know the father and son motif has been talked about quite a bit when it comes to baseball, but no matter how many times I hear it, it still does make me smile that baseball is that one thing that can keep generations together. And with that, I'm going to introduce you to uh, Doug Hakey, and he's going to tell you some stories about catching some balls uh, all around the, the country. Enjoy. So I'm here with... Doug Hakey. Doug Hakey, and we're standing outside of Camden Yards, and uh, he was telling me little stories about uh, how many game balls and foul balls he's caught. So tell me, Doug, how many balls have you caught over your life? I haven't caught very many, but I've acquired quite a few. Uh, actual game balls, counting the two I got last night, is 53. 53. That's game, that's in-game balls. Game balls. So that's not during batting practice? That's not during? Not counting batting practice. That is fantastic. Now, how exactly do you go about getting a game ball? Well, I've got my little area behind home plate, and um, I just try my best to, to get near the ball when it's fouled off. And usually it's a pig pile. I'm rolling around the ground with somebody, or every now and then somebody will just drop it, and I'll pick it up. So what was the first ball that you remember ever catching? Or not catching, but as far as picking up, Bob Euchre style? 1985, Fenway Park, first inning, Tigers, Red Sox. Cecil Field to hit a foul ball down the right field line, hit my seat, bounced up, and I got it. That is quite a story. Then you were telling me about uh, your 50th ball. What was the 50th ball you caught? Two nights ago, first inning, Orioles-Tigers, fourth batter again for the Tigers. Uh, it was Cecil's son, Prince. So the 50th ball I got was from Prince, and the first ball I ever got was from his father, Cecil. That's pretty serendipitous. Looks like you got a calling here in catching these balls. So what exactly... Uh, drew you to wanting to you know come to ball games and try to get these balls i used to just come into baltimore when the red sox are in town i'm truly a red sox fan at heart anyway but um my buddy matt herstel 
Uh, he was out in the outfield. I was kind of jealous of him. He was so good at it, but we got to be friends, and he kind of got me into it. You know, unfortunately, this last April, he got killed downtown, so he's not he's not with us anymore, but he's watching over us. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, that was, that was rough. So uh, what brought you to baseball? So you said you're a Red Sox fan, but now you are an Orioles fan. Why the switch? Why are you now? I mean, you might be a Red Sox fan at heart, but why do you don the Orioles colors and come to Camden so much? I've been to over 100 games in the last three years here, and just watching the heart of this team and Buck Showalter turning it all around, I mean, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, no, they've definitely turned it around, and it's, and it's a good squad. So what exactly is your favorite experience as far as when you've caught a ball, what has been the either craziest, wackiest one, or just the one where you really had to fight hard to get it? I think the craziest one was actually two. It was uh, last year in a doubleheader against Texas. Uh, early in the game, Adam Jones hit a foul ball, which I acquired. And then when I was walking back the very next pitch, he fouled off, and I ended up getting that also. So that was probably my best experience. So getting back-to-back balls, I'm sure I'm curious if that's ever actually been done before. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, Zach Hamill did it twice in a row, caught both of them here. I don't know if he's ever done it anywhere else, but I know he did it last year or the year before. That's pretty spectacular. So then, all right, so now we've, we've heard about your, your catching the balls, but what about just, you know, when you've come to just to enjoy a game, what has been your favorite experience at, uh, here at Camden Yards? No? <laughs> you're just coming here to, you're just coming here to catch the balls? No, 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 I really enjoy the games. But, um, you know, it definitely adds a, a little... A little more fun, a little more perspective trying to. No, absolutely. And look, and you can, you can get a little bit of exercise in running up and down. I was I watching you guys. Exercise. <laughs> yeah, I was watching you guys yesterday uh, during batting practice. And yeah, it is quite a, a sight to see, to see everybody running up and down the, uh, the stairways, they, in and out of the stairs. And just, you know, there's that big scrum. But you were telling me, so what do you think, when is it officially your ball? When it's on the ground and, you know, no one's caught it and it's rolling, when is it officially your ball? When somebody's got their hand around it, it's their ball. All right, so everybody listening out there, you got to know, when someone's got their hand on it, that's when you stop. None of this fighting, none of this, you know, grabbing it from, from people. It's Once, only a baseball. Exactly. And look, and how many of you caught? You said 53? Total of 53. I've got two last night and two the night before. So that's so there's always going to be more. So if you miss one, there's always going to be more. But what about during BP? Have you, have you counted up those, or, or do those not count? I haven't yet. I do have records of them all. I'm going to guess I probably got somewhere around 150, 170. Um, I'm going to enter them not too long from now, mygameballs.com. And when I do that, I'll have a close tally. I know I won't have them all on there, but I'll have a pretty close tally to what I've got in my life. So what do you do with them right now? Do you have them marked somewhere in your house, or how do you, how do you keep them? All my game balls I put in plastic containers, and I wrote who pitched it, who hit it, what inning, you know, the date of the game. Um, and I number how many, you know, each one has a number as to what, what it is. That is fantastic. Well, yesterday, thanks to you and your crew, you guys were able to give me my first ball that I've ever gotten in my entire I've been going to games for over 20 years, and I've never gotten a ball. So thanks to you guys, I now have a Camden Yards 20th anniversary. You, I mean, it was a BP ball, but hey, it's, it's better than nothing. So uh, I appreciate it so much, Doug. Thank you so much. I appreciate it for you uh, taking time to talk to me. And that wraps up another episode of the Rounding Third Podcast. I want to thank Blake White for the theme music, Icarus Ronan for the website, and Krishna Jain for the photo editing. As always, you can check out roundingthird.net to see uh, write-ups of each one of my stadiums and also my travel days and off days. And you can sign up to my Twitter, at roundingthirdmj. 
And I highly recommend signing up for my mailing list. Listen, I promise you I will not harass you or send you nonsense uh, to your email account. I'm only going to send you emails when there's new content to read or when there's new podcast up. Uh, you know, I'm doing most of this myself, so it's a little bit difficult to have regular postings. I'm basically writing and recording anytime I have a spare moment, which, as you can imagine, I don't have many of them. So if you just go ahead and sign up for the mailing list, I'll let you know when there's new stuff to check out. Coming up next is the Nationals Park episode, so I'm looking forward to that one. And join me next time as I continue to round third, heading for home. Rounding third with Manish Jane.